0: Whenever you're meeting someone new, whether it's on LinkedIn or a networking event, always conclude the conversation by asking them to introduce you to someone that they know that might be interested in whatever it is you talked about that day.
1: Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try SmartMove tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Moves Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports, great convenience, and great tenants.
0: Hi, Best of listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks. And well, today's Friday. And as you can see, Joe is not doing the intro. Joe is out. So I'll be the host. And we have a new co-host for today. And his name is Aaron Butcher. Aaron, how are you doing today?
2: Doing really well. Thanks, Theo. Appreciate you having me.
0: Absolutely. So I actually know Aaron from my first job out of college. And he had reached out to me about a month ago about apartment syndication and we had a pretty good conversation and i invited him to co-host on the show because i knew that he'd be a good addition based off of his background a little bit about aaron's background has a background in industrial automation so that's how i knew him in an automation sales job his involvement in real estate began at an early age working on all aspects of his parents multifamily portfolio including repairs and renovations in 2015, he co-founded Butcher Block Investments with his wife, and he led all asset origination and asset management activity for the business. Non-real estate related, he served in the Marines, and he holds a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Marketing from The Ohio State University, which I also went there as well and didn't know. And you can say hi to him at butcherblockinvestments.com. So that's a little bit about Aaron. Since this is Fall Along Friday, what we've been doing recently is going over the lessons we learned, Joe and I, from the interviews last week. I did the interviews last week, so I've got three interviews I want to talk about. And again, the purpose of this is to give you a sneak peek into some of the lessons that Joe and I learned before these interviews come out in three to four months down the road. And these are all lessons that you could instantly or long-term apply to your business. So let's dive right into them. The first interview I did was with Mark Owens. He's been in real estate for 17 years, owns over 100 units, in another 200 wholesales, and he actually self-manages all of his units. We definitely talked about some self-managing tips in that interview, but the one thing I wanted to talk about today was something interesting that he mentioned to me. So I asked him what he was focusing on now, and he said that he is considering downsizing his portfolio. So what he means is that his son has about three or four more years until he's out of school. And I guess he is in the business with his wife and his wife is not involved in the business and she wants to quit her job. And so the plan is to sell off two thirds of his portfolio, hold the other third free and clear, and then have more freedom to do what he wants to do. So the conversation was basically around how do you know... When it's the right time to step away from your portfolio, to sell your portfolio, to put it under third-party management and step back and take a completely passive role and no longer be the main operator in the business. And also, maybe even more importantly, is how to actually make sure you're setting yourself up from the beginning to do that. And the, to answer to the first question is, is, this is from his perspective. It really depends on kind of what you want to do. Some people want to quit and retire by their 40, so they want to just really, really quickly work 100-hour weeks for 10 years to accumulate a large portfolio and then sell it or, again, put it under management and then retire off that cash flow. Other people, Mark gave me an example of a guy that he reached out to to buy the deal, and I think he said the guy was 90 years old or something like that and was still going strong in real estate investing, was just selling a deal so he could buy another deal. So the answer to the when is it depends on your goals, the lifestyle you want to live. But the how, if you do want to do that, he said you have to run your business really smart. And by smart, he means you have to be thinking long-term versus short-term. And he gave a few examples. One is that a lot of people will build up equity in their property and then they will pull that money out in order to buy something. So the long-term strategy, the smart way to use that capital is to obviously buy more cash flowing deals. The short-term wrong way to use that money is to use it on personal things like vacations or cars. So that's one example. The other example that he gave from his personal life is that he still lives in a townhouse that he bought 23 years ago and that he paid off 15 years ago. And so overall, he says that in order to set yourself up for success and set yourself up to have the option to retire early, to step away from your business and drink Mai Tais on the beach is that you have to do your best to ignore immediate gratification. He said that immediate gratification is going to be your biggest enemy in that whenever you give in to immediate gratification, you're not really happy long-term anyways. The happiness impact from buying a new car or buying a new house or going on vacation, if you're buying a consumer good, because obviously when you're going on vacation, your family, a little different. But he's saying that the happiness doesn't last. So overall, what Mark taught me is that if you want to retire early, great. If you don't, that's fine too. But if you want to retire early, you have to have the long-term mindset whenever you're making any sort of business decision.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think a lot of people deal with that lifestyle scope creep, right? The whole keeping up with the Joneses. And it's basically, you're not getting out any faster with that kind of mentality.
0: Yeah, and most people listening to this know the aspect of, oh, well, of course I'm going to use equity to buy more cash flowing properties. But just the general concept of applying that to your entire business, right? So all the decisions you make, think, okay, is this going to get me closer to being able to retire at my goal date or as soon as possible? So sure, you'd still retire, but if you take the equity out of one deal and don't use it to buy a cash flowing property, you're not going to have that snowball effect Is going to be slower or not as large. Again, we talk about this all the time in the podcast. Joe always talks about immediate gratification and how that is going to be your number one enemy from not only holding you back from retiring, but just really scaling your business in general. All right, so that was Mark Owens. The second one was Maurice Philogene, who was a very interesting guy. He does a lot. He's an executive at a global consulting firm. He is a reservist, I believe, in the military. He's a cop, and he is a active real estate investor. So he's doing a ton. He's got family as well. He has executed over 200 transactions across numerous classes of real estate, including commercial apartments, mobile homes, and single family residences. So obviously one of the first thing I asked him was how he balanced his time. And he mentioned that it's important to have really good people around you, which allows you to laser focus on what you're good at. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about was probably the most unique strategy I've heard in quite some time. So he transitioned into investing in multifamily for reasons why most people invest in multifamily, because you can scale faster And he mentioned that he gets a lot of his deals from his network. So he spends about 80% of his time on building his network. And one aspect of his network that allows him to find deals are broker relationships. And so we've talked about this on the show before. You want to build relationships with brokers so that ultimately they're sending you their deals before they list them on the market. And I asked him more specifically, how can you build relationships with these brokers? And this is going to be more specific to people who don't have a commercial background. So, whether you've done no deals at all or if you focused on single family or mobile homes, in the case of Maurice. And he said that the commercial real estate language is different. So, when you're talking about single family homes, the language is going to be a lot different than when you're talking about mobile homes compared to when you're talking about commercial real estate and multifamily, right? There's different return factors. There's different expenses. There's different types of loans. So when you're talking with any team member, it's going to be pretty obvious if you don't know what you're talking about because they'll mention you know equity multiples or internal rate of returns or debt service coverage ratios. And you will just kind of have a stunned look on your face like you don't know <laughs> what they're talking about. So he mentioned that one thing to do is obviously get educated on the lingo before you try to start reaching out to brokers, because again, you've got one shot with these people. And if you come across as uninformed and not serious and not credible, then they're not going to work with you now, or maybe not work with you ever again. So to do that, go to seminars, read books, listen to podcasts like you're doing now. So that wasn't the unique part, but here was the unique part. So once you know what you're talking about, you want to practice talking with brokers and you want to practice on brokers that you're most likely not going to work with. So what Maurice did is he said, okay, I plan on buying all my deals on the East Coast, Ohio and the Eastward. So what he did is rather than practicing calling brokers on the East Coast, he created a list of all the mortgage brokers, real estate brokers, lenders, private management companies on the West Coast, and then called all of them as practice. And I don't know exactly what he did. I'm not sure if he said that he's investing in the West Coast just to make sure that he can have a conversation with them or how he approached it. But the idea of practicing what you learned in the real world rather than simply reading about it and then just trying to go all in with your own team, the step in between that is to reach out to people that you probably aren't going to work with, have a conversation with them, work on your elevator pitch in a sense, work on asking the right questions, work on answering their questions so that you've got all that honed in and, and tuned in and then once you feel confident in your ability to explain yourself, what you're doing, what you're looking for, then you can start reaching out to the team members on the East Coast or team members wherever you're investing so that you sound a lot more credible because you've had all this practice.
2: Absolutely. These guys are not going to give you any time if you're wasting their time and it becomes immediately evident if you don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> you know. And you know this too, I mean, back in our sales job, they didn't just hire us out of college and then just send us out. For me, I went through six months of training, a bunch of role-playing. So it's kind of the same thing. It's basically what you're doing is you're role-playing. I'm saying this right now, but don't just think about this from the context of building your team. You can use this for lots of different ways. You can use this for finding off-market deals. You can test out a bunch of letters, sending them to people you want to buy from, but you can also send out a, a text of letters somewhere where you don't even plan on buying it. Number one, maybe you find a good deal that you do buy. Maybe you wholesale that deal, but overall you're practicing it. So think of what skills you need in order to be successful. And then figure out ways you can practice learning those skills without actually having it impact your business negatively, having you maybe make mistakes with people you're going to work with or things like that. This is a specific example, try to think of it more broadly and how it can apply to other aspects of real estate. All right. And then the third lesson comes from Jacob Busani. He's a broker and syndicator out of New York City has been involved in $157 million worth of real estate closing, and he mostly raises money for deals. So, of course, I asked him how he's actually finding this capital, and like most money raisers, his answer was relationships. So, especially on your first deal and even on deals moving forward, a large portion of the equity that you raise is going to come from your current sphere of influence of people you already know. For Joe's first deal, I believe he had earned 12 investors. Raise a million dollars, and all of them were from his current network, excluding family. So it was people from his football team, family, friends, people he went to college with, and then people that he used to work with. And the reason why is because people don't invest based off of the returns, the business plan. They invest because they trust you as a person. If they trust you, they're more likely to invest, even if you've got the best deal ever. If they don't trust you, they're not going to give you their money. So that's why building relationships are so important. So two specific things you can do every day, every week to build your network is number one, whenever you meet someone, you want to ask them to introduce you to someone that they know. So specific example. So what he does is he'll meet people on LinkedIn and then he'll invite them out to coffee. So he'll find people that he thinks could potentially be people that would invest in deals or know people who would invest in deals and reach that to them on LinkedIn and offers them the coffee. So he does that every day. And then he also attends networking events, so different meetup groups in New York, at least once a week. And then whenever he meets someone for coffee, or whenever he goes to these networking events, when he talks to someone, he'll obviously capture their contact information. Then he'll ask them to introduce him to someone that they know that might also be interested in whatever it is Jacob's doing at the time. That way, he is able to find one person, and then through that person, find another person, and then through that person, find another person, and you kind of have a chain reaction that allows him to use one person to open up his network to multiple people as opposed to having to do all the work on his own. So for example, he meets one person on LinkedIn, then him to someone else, that's two people, someone else, three people, four people, five people. That's just one person on LinkedIn he found, and now he knows five people, 10 people, as opposed to having to find 10 people on LinkedIn. And most likely, if he's talking to someone on LinkedIn, they're likely qualified, which means that they likely have a qualified network as well. So overall, Jacob speaks to five to 20 new people every day because of this technique. So the overall technique is whenever you're meeting someone new, whether it's on LinkedIn or a networking event, always conclude the conversation by asking them to introduce you to someone that they know that might be interested in whatever it is you talked about that day.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Networking that way gives you an opportunity to more qualify the next contact more and more through those conversations, presumably the individual that is referring you has a fair amount of knowledge about the person that they're referring you to. And so you're able to get a little bit of background and make that second meeting much, much more productive.
0: And another thing too, on the same point that you mentioned it, because it's basically the concept of social proof. I talked to Aaron, I say, Aaron, hey, can you introduce me to your buddy, Joey, so you can talk about this. And you would a Joey and say, hey, I met Theo. He talked about this deal or talked about his business plan. I really liked it. I think you'll like it too that is gonna hold a lot more strength in Joey's mind than me going to Joey directly and him having no idea who I am. So that's something else that's being leveraged here as well is that concept of social proof. All right, so those are three lessons. Again, these interviews will be coming out in the coming months. Those are not the only lessons I learned from doing interviews. Those are just the three key takeaways that I got that I wanted to share today. All right, moving on. So the last thing that we'll talk about today is the trivia question. So as you guys know, each week we do a trivia question. And the first person to answer it correctly receives a free copy of our first book. Last week's trivia question was, what U.S. city has had the most multifamily completions so far in 2019? And the answer was Dallas, Texas. I think Joe guessed New York, and I think that was in the top five for sure. So he was close. I kind of tried giving him an easy one because typically he always answers Dallas, Texas, but he didn't last week. You got New York, which is understandable because New York is massive and you'd expect New York to be number one, but Dallas has had a lot of completions lately. So this month we're going to do kind of like loyalty giveaway. So these are going to be questions that are answered in our books or on the blog posts or things we've talked about previously on the podcast. So if you're a best ever loyal listener, you should know the answer to these. Today we're going to start with what are Joe's three immutable laws of real estate investing? So in order to win, you have to get all three correct. You can submit your answer either in the YouTube comments below, if you are watching this via video, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, submit your answer to info at joefairless.com. Well, Aaron, I appreciate you coming on the show today and giving us your advice and your wisdom on the lessons that we learned. Very helpful. I enjoyed it. It It's also great seeing you in person. Again, I haven't seen you in person in a while, even though this is kind of and,
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to uh, meet up again for sure. Yep. I so, appreciate so, you having me.
0: Absolutely. So, Aaron's starting to do apartments indication. So, once he gets his first deal, hopefully we can get it back on the podcast to talk about how that went, lessons learned, mistakes made, things like that. Until then, I appreciate everyone who stopped by. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Hey, thanks again. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high-income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.